Hi, good evening. Thank you for joining tonight. I'm Dr. George Andow. It's a privilege to be here with you this evening. And it's even more of a privilege to have a guest with us tonight. Her name is Danielle Waldman. And she does so many incredible things. She's so incredibly gifted. I don't even know how to um, introduce her. So, um, Danielle, can you mention a little bit about who you are, what you do? Yeah. Hi, everyone. It's an honor to be here. I'm so excited and would love to share a little bit about what I do. I feel like I do a lot of different things. Um, I guess you could call me a life coach, um, also a healer. I work primarily with women um, and I do coaching. I also have um, done somatic movement. My work is moving more into somatic movement, healing, and really working with people to process. And I really love it. It's my calling and my purpose. Beautiful. So great to be able to um, find our calling. And, um, you know, the name of the show is A Journey Through. And those of you that have been um, being with me each week, um, I really hope that it's been serving you and that you've really been feeling that um, you're getting a lot out of it and that you feel spiritually nourished um, through our journey together. So, um, we have a great topic tonight for those of you that um, might have seen it online, but we're going to be talking about truth and what truth means. Means to ourselves, means to truth in the universe. What is truth? It's interesting because um, that's what Pontius Pilate asked Jesus actually. When Jesus had said that he's the way, the truth, and the light, Pontius Pilate says, what is truth? What is truth? So, Danny, so what does following your truth mean to you? Oh, so many things. Um, when I think about it and I think about my path thus far, um, what really comes to me is living from that place of authenticity, living from your purpose. If you don't know what your purpose is, asking the questions to unravel that. Um, really digging deeper into who we are and sitting with that. So I guess when I first started thinking about what this meant to me, I feel like for years I was like, I want to speak my truth. I want to live through my truth. I'm not doing it. I was so focused on not living through my quote unquote truth. And really what I, I, I just see it as a, as a combination of everything, a combination of saying what you want to say doing the things that you want to do, setting boundaries, sitting in the discomfort, learning, making mistakes, 
all of the things, so many of the things that you talk about here on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. And, you know, Danny, there's so many different voices in our head. <laughs> you know, we have, uh, we have our true self. We have our false self, which is made up of everything that went on for us, what we took in pre-talking, voice of the parent, Freud calls it the superego. Um, so how do we discern what our truth is? How do we discern that? I think being in our own processing helps for sure as we start to um, understand the feelings that are coming up and why they're there and you know, connecting all the dots. I think once we kind of get an understanding of our own, I think of it as our own internal landscape. Um, I love that. That's great. Internal landscape. Yeah. Which can be so hard. I mean, all the stuff that, that we're talking about right now and that I know we'll talk about this next hour is, can be uncomfortable um, to, to sit with. But I, I think that, um, as we start to connect these dots in our inner landscape and understanding this is the voice of the parent, this is the past self, this is everything that you were just sharing, we start to see that there is another point of truth that is my point of truth. And perhaps it's different from what I was told by society. Maybe it's different from what I was told by this parent or this person or whoever it is. And we get to kind of fine tune it and then it gets to change. It can, it always gets to change. So I think discovering that is, comes from first from observing and understanding. Mm -hmm. So am I hear, hearing that it's uh, through a type of awareness and awareness yeah. and awareness of our outer environment awareness of our inner environment and all that goes along with that inner environment, the internal yeah. dialogue, you know, being in your head. I remember once I wanted to say to sister Josephine, uh, when I was teaching a, a program, I'd like to walk in the room for the first 10 minutes, just be totally silent and be looking out at everyone and then say, um, what's going on inside? What is the voice in your head saying? You know, the one that says, what voice? <laughs> you know, at the time, she, she didn't think that was very cool. But um, absolutely, we have a dialogue going on in our heads always. And generally, with, with, which is what I heard you saying, when we are able to be aware of that dialogue, many times that consistent compulsive dialogue is generally not our truest self. Would you say that that's so? Is that a good type of key? Yeah, I love that. I love yeah. how you just said that. Yeah, definitely. And as you were talking, what just came in into my, mm -hmm. um, my mind is um, really understanding, I, th I think, 
bringing an awareness not only to the connecting the dots and what's happening internally, but also bringing it into the body and understanding, you know, my body feels this way when this happens and I'm talking about this thing or I'm having a conversation with this person or this parent or, you know, all the people and and I'm I'm feeling um, my heart's racing or I'm feeling that I'm just kind of standing a certain way, just starting starting to understand the body, these beautiful things that we have. And it can be from an energetic standpoint too. I think um, bringing that into our space as well can also really help us as we start to kind of uncover this truth. Um, And that can also help with all of the mind chatter that happens. And feeling like, okay, maybe this really isn't my truth. And also, how would the body feel if I were to explore this thing instead? That also is going to help us in discovering what really feels aligned with our true selves. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's part of the somatic healing, isn't it, Danny? what you're talking about right now? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. I love what you're talking about because... People, we all we all can forget that the mind is connected to the body and the body is connected to the, the soul. And many times people think that the soul is in the body, right? But maybe the body is in the soul, right? So what comes first, the chicken or the egg? But certainly I know from my work that... Um, if we do not address that which lives inside of us, call it the haunting, that it will manifest itself physically. You know, Jesus said in the Gnostic Gospel of Thomas, what we bring forth will save us. What we do not bring forth will destroy us. You know, this is 2,000 plus years ago. You know, Jesus, with the consciousness that he came to bring all of us and died to give us, um, is so incredibly profound because this is really the truth. It is the one truth that we all are called to live out of. It is a, a place in us, call it a seed, um, a universal dimension, a consciousness that we all share, call it the collective consciousness, but we all do share. And if we are predominantly psychologically well, and most of us are, we're all a little crazy, but that's all of us, myself, absolutely up there. And, uh, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, a good thing in some ways, because we do want to be uh, unique. We don't want to be a uh, cookie cutter. Um But, you know, in that, there is definitely a consciousness that we're all called, that we all, not talking about guilt now, but we all have a sense of right or wrong, not what we've been told, not, quote, the Ten Commandments, although that's applicable, but a place inside our being the somatic healing that I'm hearing you talk about, Danny, so beautifully that our, we actually have neurological tissue in our gut. And 
we, those of us, you know, connected, have stronger, we're all connected. But those of us with that awareness that we're talking about is are able to recognize that, oh, I did something not so great. There's a level of consciousness or, oh, wow, you know, I really was very connected in that moment. So I do believe that there is a, a universal consciousness and we all really do know, quote, and I don't like these words because they're dualistic, but for lack of a better word, quote, right from wrong. What do you think about that, Danny? You think I'm, I'm off base on that or you vibrate to that or? Yeah, that, that definitely lands with me. I yeah, absolutely. I, and I think like one of the things that, that I think about is sometimes when I talk to people about this and, and maybe people who are listening, this might land with them too, is how do I even know what my body's telling me? How do I know that that gut feeling is saying um, no or yes? And I always say that like we just have to practice and start to slowly turn it, tune in and take these baby steps um, and start with things small. And then over time, we start to kind of score almost our body and our body's response in a way. Um, yeah, what you were saying, I, it, mm -hmm. it lands with me and it's, it's spot on. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because, you know, this quote, universal truth, truth. Um, I think that if we all pause for a moment, we can think back of moments in our life where um, I call it God has been speaking to us from the inside out where we are possibly in danger or we go to do something and that place in our gut, we can feel like uh -uh, something is not right here. That's the collective consciousness I'm talking about that we all have that um, to share in a, uh, a level of truth. And that's really why I'm so committed to this work um, you know, one person at a time, you know, collectively, I think I mentioned the first show that, you know, God certainly is asking me to do um, larger groups at this time to open this up and talk about this because um, our awareness of the existence of what we're talking about and a relationship with the God of your understanding, uh, whatever that is for each person. Uh, is crucial at this time with the world that we're living in, right? I'm 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 hearing that we're and I'm seeing that uh, we're feeling uh, more and more disconnected from each other um, in many ways. Um, I think COVID is an outward representation of that. You know, we're wearing masks now. Um, you know that we're not so that we're not infecting each other. But in many ways, for generations now, we've been infecting each other with uh, uh, meanness or a mean attitude, um, you know, not um, really being uh, as present to one another as, as we uh, can be, uh, recognizing that we're all connected as brother and sister. You know, you go into a, a diner and you order a cup of tea. I mean, how many of us really reflect on looking in the person's eyes when they're ordering the cup of tea or the cup of coffee? This person is there 
you know, they're no different from us, right? Being very present to each human being, every living creature that comes before us. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that this is important. So what, what did the process of discovering spirituality look like for you? Mm. What was that? Yeah. I've known, I've known Danielle. I've had the honor of knowing her uh, for most of her life. Um, there are many great, great, great stories, treasure to my heart about this. Um, and um, we will be taking a break. We'll talk more about this when we come back. Thank you so much. Thanks for jo joining us um, to uh, a journey through. We'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listeners, looking to boost your business? Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back to A Journey Through. I'm Dr. George Andel, and we have with us tonight Danielle Waldman, one of my favorite people walking on the earth. So, um, Danny, um, I was just mentioning how long I've known her, all, all our lives, all our lives. Um, so what was the process of your own spirituality? Um. I think was just thinking about this. So when I, I think it started when I was a little girl, um, I was very sensitive and I felt a lot. Um, 
I felt people's energies. Um, and I, I didn't really know what to make of it. And I think sometimes when there's children who if we want to say empaths or, um, you know, sensitive, I think all children are sensitive creatures, but I think sometimes it, they can be told that they're emotional or too sensitive. Which um, there's no such thing as too sensitive, by the way. Right. Doesn't no exist. such thing. Right. So um, I think that I, I felt a lot when I was when I was little and I I always felt a little out of place. Like I didn't fully belong. I didn't know where that was. Um, I didn't really know what that meant. I couldn't really pinpoint it as a little girl. And even as a teenager, I mean, other than having teenage emotions and, and feeling like I didn't fit in. And I mean, I, you know, I even think about conversations that I had with you, Georgianne, about, about this sort of stuff. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I remember being in middle school and talking to you one time about something. I don't remember some sort of, you know, middle school problems. And you I remember you said this is a really hard time. <laughs> I would not want to be re reliving through middle school. And you would always say to me that, you know, I was I was like different. Yes. I kind of marched to my own tune. Yes. Um Yes. And I, yes. I, I think, um, you know, in regards to spirituality, so there was all of that. And then, you know, I would go to bookstores and I'd always find myself in the astrology section, um, kind of looking at spirituality. I was always really intrigued by this and it just started to develop as I got older. And when I was in my twenties, I had the deep desire to kind of go off and, and do some soul searching. And uh, this was really uh, one of the first, maybe the first major decision I did solely on my own, uh, going against the grain of, of what I thought I quote unquote should be doing. And I had a nine to five job at a nonprofit. I lived in Washington, D.C. I had a very lovely life and I wanted more. I was, you know, I don't remember how old I was. I don't know, 26, 26, 25, 26. Yeah, um, and I was thirsting to just so just grasping for something that was more. And. Uh, yeah, so I ended up doing some traveling and that was really, I would say, the beginning of my own spiritual awakening experience. I started to meet lots of different types of people, um, lived in different places, many different experiences. And with that came a lot of unearthing, a lot of discomfort, a lot of disappointing people and learning um, that it's okay to disappoint. And that was something so hard for me. Even now, that's very, it's hard. Um, it's, it, it feels hard to disappoint. And also it's, it's a part of life. Um, yeah. 
Absolutely. Very good point. We could do all a show on disappointment. I know. And you always told me that you always told me that you're going to disappoint people. You disappoint the people that you love the most. Um, and yeah, I, I just kept going deeper and asking the questions and sitting with it and having a lot of meltdowns and, you know, my emotions and everything. And then eventually I, um, started to sit in my own processing through therapy and I discovered coaching and I just, you know, I think this is just like, could be such a long, I could go into like a 30 minute explanation, but really I was just following the breadcrumbs that God, my spirit guides, angels, loved ones, ancestors, whomever you, you, we each believe was leaving me. And I just followed it, see how it felt, tried it on, was like, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. We're just going to keep, we're going to keep going and we're going to keep seeing what happens. And this is really how I'm continuing to live through life is following the breadcrumbs and then being like, you know what? I don't need it. Or like, yeah, actually I want to learn more about this thing. And, and, and I, yeah, just have chosen this path and it's sometimes uncomfortable. And I also truly, really love it. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. If you're really living your own life, life can feel uncomfortable. Absolutely. Without question, because from zero to seven, what we were trained to believe is the way to live from the household we grew up in and the authority figures. Once we start growing and changing and individuating, you know, individuation goes on way past two, way two. You know, there's people that are uh, 20s, 30s that really haven't, I don't think any of us at at age two fully individuated. As a matter of fact, I know we don't. So, um, you know, I just want to, you know, tell everyone, because I'm just so proud. Danielle is my stepdaughter. And um, when I had my conversion, we were in the Catholic Church uh, before um, she became my stepdaughter. And she was about three years old. And we were in in the pews and um, she looked up at me and she just kept on looking up at me and I was looking down at her and smiling and we always had such an incredibly deep connection. And then she came to me one day and she said, can I call you aunt? So sweet. (laughs) And then it ended up where her father and I um, ended up getting uh, married and Danielle you know, best gift in the world to be my, uh, my stepdaughter. And um, it's been, you know, quite uh, challenging um, in many ways, because we lost her father a couple of years ago. So it was a heartbreak for for us. And we miss him every day. And we're just grateful that we hold on to each other in his in his memory and in his name. What an incredible man he is. Mm. Right. I love you, Jerry. So, um, so yeah, so I, uh, uh, Danny would uh, make fun of me because of all the, all the ways (laughs) that I would be making her essential oils and talking about, you know, God and, you know, uh, hitting the gong and, you know, (laughs) and, uh, you know, so truly spiritually, uh, you know, she truly is my, my, my daughter. Um, I don't even like to use the uh, the word uh, stepdaughter, but she has a she does have a wonderful mom, and uh, 
who I embrace totally. And uh, so I'm just fortunate to have what I have with her, although I, you know, she's my everything. Mm. So uh, I I just want to say, I remember, I love, thank you for sharing that. So beautiful. But I remember being little, whenever I was little and I would be sick and you would, you would be in the kitchen, um, you know, doing an, making an inhalation for me with essential oils and hot water. And I would hate it. And I would be like, I don't want to do it. And you're like, just do the inhalation. It's going to make you feel better. And I hated it. And now, you know, now here I am like trying to get my, my partner to do an inhalation when he's sick. And I feel like I'm like you. (laughs) So they're telling us we're going to take a break. (laughs) That's great. So we'll, we'll be right back to a journey through. Thanks for joining us tonight. See you in a minute. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant, and on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. curious person always asking questions do you desire to be in the know then join me antonia host of so now you know thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc listen in as i attempt to satisfy that curiosity i will be talking with amazing everyday people join the fun so now you know on thursdays at 5 p.m at talkradio.nyc You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back. I'm Dr. George Andow. The show is a journey through into awareness. And this is Danielle Waldman with us this evening. We're talking about truth and um, all the different levels of truth and what is truth. And when we are pursuing our truth, when we feel that we have a desire to explore what our truth is, because it's really the exploration process that makes it uncomfortable. And then when we do partake 
in the truth and begin to live out of it, those of those around us that have a little bit of a hard time accepting um, what our truth is because they were used to us in a certain way. And there's a lot of reasons for that, a lot of psychological reasons, which we don't have time to go into tonight, but um, that can make going towards our truth a little bit more difficult because like Danielle said in the last segment, it's very hard for us to disappoint. So if we had one way of viewing things and we discovered that it really wasn't our truth, but the people close to us in our lives really liked us that way, liked us having that view, um, but then we, we begin to change and grow into the truth of who we believe we are um, and they have a hard time with that. We do need to um, go towards what we believe is our truth, a unfolding of our spirit and soul. And that can have them feel disappointed in us. And that's hard for all of us. None of us like to disappoint. But like Danny was saying, it's a fact of life. We will always disappoint one another on some level. And um, we disappoint each other. It's just the way it is. If we want to be um, the fullness of who God made us to be, and we're not talking about any malicious intent here. It's about an unfolding of the depth of desire that lives in our heart to move towards what we believe we're being called to by God. Because I know Danny and myself, our truest desire is to move with and towards what God is calling us to and whatever that is. So um, what feels the most comfortable, Danny, for you in following your truth? And then what makes you feel the most uncomfortable? Mm -hmm. um, I think, well, let me start with what makes me feel most un uncomfortable. So. I think the thing that feels uncomfortable aside from potentially disappointing people, of course, there's the thing that is, you know, what are people going to say? Um, and, you know, now with social media, it's, it, it's, it's, it's like everyone knows everything. And for me in my line of work, I'm constantly putting my messaging out there. So I have moments where I think, what will people say? What will my clients say? What will this person say? So it's really, it, it's like this inner battle with my own stuff. That I think is what's uncomfortable is um, your stuff, your inner stuff coming up to the surface. Can you talk about what, what do you mean by inner stuff? Yeah. So, you know, your fears, limiting beliefs, um, trauma, um, all, you know, all of those type of things. Like we were talking about digging into our inner landscape. What, as we start to go deep, it's like we take this broom and we just start sweeping inside of ourselves and mm -hmm. dust flies up, things fly up out of the corners. We're like, where, where did that come from? I mm -hmm. thought that this thing was gone. It's back. Mm -hmm. So all of those kind of things, that's what I mean when I when yeah. I refer to stuff. And there's always residue. Always. We will think that we um, we all like completion. 
And, uh, you know, we think that, oh, well, I've dealt with that. So I put it in the box and put a ribbon on. I'm going to put it on the shelf and that's done. There's always layers. And that's the blessing. God made us with unlimited potential. And in that discovery of potential, um, there are layers. And those of us desiring to be on the journey with God, um, yes, those layers will um, be revealed layer by layer. Yeah. And and I think that's the thing that it, I, I think sometimes when we enter this work, and I know for myself, I was sharing this with my small group that I lead um, a couple weeks ago how, you know, when I first entered this, I was like, I'm going to create a list of all the things that are off with me. And I'm going to tackle that list. I'm going to check it off. It's going to be done relationship with this person. It's fixed. You know, you go into the fixer mode and then, you know, I got like a spiritual slap on the face and, um, that's just not the way it works. And it truly is a lifelong journey and absolutely, I, yeah, I think that that's the thing that can feel uncomfortable is that we as humans and we are, you know, society likes to be like, be super productive, go from A to Z as quick as possible. This is successful. You have to be constantly doing stuff. So the idea of sitting and moving through things with patience and being slow and knowing that this can come up again and it can come up in a new way and that can be so uncomfortable and challenging. So I think when you ask me what feels most uncomfortable, um, it's it's that. It's kind of like battling myself um, and being patient with the process and that the process is going to look however the process is going mm-hmm. to look. Yeah. Yeah. And before we move on to... Um, what is what feels most comfortable um it's it's interesting because anyway go ahead there's so much i want to say and i, I don't want it to not get danny it's more important what you have to say well i you know i mean what feels most comfortable i don't know that i'm you know i think each of us the, the book, The Artist's Way, is really beautiful if, if anyone um, is feeling like they are interested in exploring their artistic side. The Artist's Way is so beautiful and talks about how all of us are artists and that really um, God, source, whatever you want to call it, is um, we are each cha- a channel. We're each a channel for to create and to let it flow out, whatever needs to flow mm-hmm. out. So, um, but anyway, that I think when I think about this work is it's most comfortable, um, living in again, like living in this place of truth, living in, um, what feels authentic to my soul, being a channel for God and living with that. Um, and also that we are all humans, we are all messy, and that it's okay. Like, it's all okay. And, you know, none of us have it figured out to a T. And, 
Yeah. I mean, that's what I always tell people I work with. I'm like, I'm trying to figure this out right along next to you. That's good. So, yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. In the, uh, you know, God sent his son. Jesus walked the face of the earth. God did so much with that. But for us to see how it would be to be human as we would strive with God's help coming into our own to discover our own divinity because God lives in us and through us. And for us to ask where God is, is like a fish asking where the water is. So in the original Greek texts, and I'm bringing this up, Danny, because you were talking about the broom sleeping out what's old, they speak of it as what's called kenosis. Kenosis is the process of plumbing the depths of the well, plumbing the depths of ourselves, the depths of what's inside of us, breaking through that hard impacted soil, that hard compacted soil to loosen it up and break it up so that in the loosening of it, it can come up and in that, we die to the false self, which is Jesus on the cross, and we are transmuted and transfigured as we transcend. And we go through the dying and the rising all the time as part of our growth and development. We have to die to what is old and not working, what isn't supporting our growth and development and path. It has to die as we grow into a closer and fuller place of God in us. So it's a rising and dying, a rising and dying as we live our lives. Um, and one of the things I love about being Catholic, and again, I chose this. God chose me. You know, when people say, what about your journey? I didn't really choose anything. You know, it was really God was seeking me as God does all of us. But th there's a richness to the, it's a beautiful faith. The richness of the art, of the colors, of the, the uh, antiquity, the uh, history, and of course, for me, the truth of what Jesus did and who he is um, and died to give us the Holy Spirit so that in us and through us, um, we can awaken because Jesus said, I have to go do this so that I can leave you the paraclete, which is the helper. So we have the Holy Spirit in us that moves in us and speaks to us from the inside as well as the outside in. Um, but truly, um, yes, I think it's a grace. What I was saying about Catholicism or Christianity, it is a blessing and a grace to be able to become uncomfortable. 
you know, and in psychoanalysis, this is some of the things that I help people with is to be able to recognize that we're not our feelings. We're not all of the things that we would like to define us, the hair, the clothes, the makeup, my education, this, that, none of it defines us. Our feelings don't define us. The only thing that defines us is love. That's it. And the only thing we take with us when we leave here is what we've given, nothing else. And, you know, in this place, the more work we do, the more capacity, the more depth in the work delving deeper that we do, the more of a capacity we can have to be uncomfortable as we die to the false self and let the true self emerge. So I think it's important to be able to be uncomfortable. Yeah, Danny, that's what I got out of what you were saying. So um, what if someone doesn't agree with uh, your truth? What if someone doesn't agree with it? What if someone doesn't embrace it? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, that happens. That absolutely happens. And we have a choice. We always have, we have a choice with that. And the choice is I can continue to honor myself or I can bend for this person. So what do I, what do I want to do? And someone doesn't agree with it. it, it it's, yeah, this has happened to me many times. It's so uncomfortable and it, and it can be hurtful, especially when it's someone that we really love. And it's uncomfortable. So, you know, we can be with the feelings like you always say to me, be with the feelings and continue to live in that space of truth, speak that truth. And I think right now with everything that's happening in the world, many people are speaking their truth and saying what they want to say. And it's not sitting with everyone. Right. And I think the differences between us all are really important. And not everyone is going to embrace what we're talking about. Not everyone is going to embrace it. It doesn't make them wrong and us right at all. It doesn't mean anything like that. It's a difference. And if everyone could just allow the difference to exist and embrace it in the fullness that we're all connected, we're just different, it would be a very different place to live. It doesn't make me wrong and them right or them right. And it has nothing to do with that. But if we would just recognize that we're all love and come from that in a place of acceptance, um, we can let another be, we can let, let another live. We can let another live. You know, um, I think um, there are so many challenges with that. Um, and generally what we need to judge um, is inside of ourselves that we haven't reconciled. So we project it outward 
and um, we look to make wrong outwardly that we cannot look at ourselves and face. So we're going to take a couple minute break and I wanna thank you for joining us um, tonight and we'll be right back. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to A Journey Through. I'm Dr. George Andow, and we have Danielle Waldman with us tonight. So we often think that there's a place to get to. You know? There's a, a woman I know who's just so terrific also, and you know she's always looking to, uh, and she's changed a lot in this way. Um, to uh, arrive somewhere, you know? We're on this journey, we're all looking to arrive somewhere. Um, and, you know, we like to think that there's an end point. You know, many times for me, um, when I look at that, uh, many times, uh, this isn't in this woman's case, but when I look at it as, a, as an overall uh, picture or footprint, that, our ego loves to, our ego doesn't want to change, but our ego um, loves to be able to go, wow, I did that right. Good job. Good job. And there's nothing wrong with acknowledging where we've, where we've come from and, 
you know, where we've landed in the moment. But I think we we sort of count on that there's an endpoint that we're headed, right? How do we learn to be in the present while we're looking forward to the future? Danny. Yeah. Well, we definitely love to like to look to the future and plan and think about all the things that we have to do. We love the doing, like I said before, you know, this is also um, the systems that are around us and what we've been told is right and successful. And yeah, so I just, I, I also want to name that because I think that's really important. Um, and I, I think, uh, again, bringing it back into the body is really helpful and supportive as we start to think about all the things that we have to do. And when we start to feel like there's an end point, there's a point that we have to get to. It's like the, I like to call it the if then context. So it's like, if I have this thing, then I'll get what I need. If I have the relationship, the clothes, the the house, the the fancy job, then I'll be happy. And we're always trying to reach this, you know, thing of happiness. And that's what we've been told. We should all be happy all the time. Um, Which is so untrue. Life <laughs> so isn't untrue. About being, life isn't about being happy all the totally. time. Totally. And I remember saying this to you again, there are so many conversations that we've had that, you know, are little imprints in my, in my, um, my brain. And I remember, I remember saying to you once, I just want to be happy with this thing. And you were like, it's not about being happy. And, you know, I really get it. I get it. And, and when I first started this work, when I first got into coaching, I was all about positivity and, like, let's just, you feel sad. We're just going to journal our way out of it. We're going to, we're going to do a bunch of mindset work. And now I'm just like, well, we're going to talk about all the things that are uncomfortable and go into the deep, dark depths of the underworld. And a lot of people are just kind of thinking, I don't really want it. No, thanks. I'm going to pass on that. But anyway, um, yeah, I think that's something to recognize, you know, when we, and, and I do this all the time. I think if I have, you know, X amount of clients, then I'm not going to have any worries. And it's, it's not, that's not reality. There's always something else. Um, And I, and I think the thing, the gift that we can give ourselves, which is so much about what we're talking about and and the premises of this podcast is, is bringing a state of awareness into our space, learning more about ourselves, being with it, making mistakes, recognizing And, you know, when we recognize it's not like we have to change, we don't have to change all the things, we're just recognizing it and, and ask ourselves those questions. And over time, we start to see that the observation brings some type of action. Yes, yes. And I love the word action, instead of reaction, because the more we become awake, the more we become aware, then we have uh, uh, a truer view of who we are, a view of what we want our life to be about, 
and we begin to choose how we want to show up in the world instead of reacting to the outer world in a way where we are uncomfortable from within looking to project it outward and that's a whole nother show on its own so <laughs> danny it was, so we have to end i could be here with you all night so how great to spend time with you this way thank you so much for being our guest would you come back on again I would love to. This was so much fun. I could talk about this stuff for hours. So anytime you want, I will do it. Thank you so much for having me. I hope everyone enjoyed and just so grateful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. God bless. Let us end in a real brief prayer, if I may. I don't know if we have time, but I'm going to try. Oh, great love. Thank you for living and loving in us and through us. May all that we do flow from our deep connection with you and all beings. Help us become a community that vulnerably shares each other's burdens and the weight of glory. Knowing that you are hearing us better than we are speaking, we offer all our prayers in all the holy names of God. Amen. Thank you so much. I could have uh, certainly prayed a little differently, but I wanted, I always feel a little rushed at the end because I don't want to run over. Thank you so much. And I want to thank everyone on board to make this broadcast uh, available to us. They do a great job. Thanks, Sam. Okay, good night. at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc We speak to people from business sport, military and politics all around what makes a great leader the personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The mind behind leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a curious person, always asking questions? Do you desire to be in the know? Then join me, Antonia, host of So Now You Know, Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. Listen in as I attempt to satisfy that curiosity. I will be talking with amazing everyday people. Join the fun. So now you know on Thursdays at 5 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. 
Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauber, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. 